In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and this series is in cooperation with Cinda Virtual, which brings you thought leaders and business stories from all over the world. Now, you can learn more about Cinda under www.cinda.org. Now, we don't only bring you thought leaders from all over the world. We also have listeners from all over the world. So good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And if you're new to the series, let me tell you what the series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success stories in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence, digital transitions, and data protection regulations, to leadership issues such as gender balance and business values and ethics that may impact your organization or your individual career. So please listen to us live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time. And if you miss us live, don't worry about it because we are on every major podcast platform. So just look us in the li- uh, on the web and put in Leadership Beyond Borders. Now, I invite you to connect with me. Please send your thoughts and insights to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or go to the website leadershipbeyondborders.net. And let me know what you want to hear about in the show. But if you're a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we'll make sure that you take away something useful for either your business or yourself. Now on to today's episode. It's kind of an update on something that we did one year ago. Now, when we look at local businesses, 90% of the people on the net are looking for local businesses, which means that business businesses could be missing out on reaching new customers if local businesses don't have an online presence. But building a digital presence for a small company isn't the same as developing one for a national brand, but it sometimes seems like it to a small company. It's a lot of work when their focus should normally be on either baking bread, fixing plumbing, or selling toys or whatever else they have going on. So how are local businesses doing today online? Last year, a year ago, we took uh, a landscape, we interviewed two people about about a landscape survey that looked at small businesses across Europe. And this year, we're looking at the update of that. Now, our guests today are Russ Jeffrey from Duda. And Duda is a leading web design platform for agencies and web professionals. And Paul Wood from Insights Technology, who does market research, looking at how SMBs across Europe have online presence. Now, Russ is the director of the product platform and product strategy at Duda and leads the product integrations at Duda. Russ holds a bachelor degrees of science from the University of Oregon and has deep experience and passion for nearly analyzing everything relating to the web. 
ranging from SEO to web design to technical web standards. And Paul has been in the local search business for over 30 years and is passionate about supporting and growing local businesses. His experience covers multiple executive levels in local business and search across Europe and North America and in sales, marketing, and operations for multinational corporations, as well as small digital agencies. He is now the vice president of sales and marketing for the SaaS technology company Insights Technologies, a company that helps digital agencies sell their digital solutions more effectively. So welcome to the show, guys. Pleasure to be here, Kimberly. Thank you, Kim. Very, very excited to be here. Yeah. So, so let's start. You know, we um, this landscape survey is something Duda has been doing with Cinda for a few years now, and um, we're now looking at the 2022 study. So, Paul, can you give us a little bit of a brief overview about the study, the methodology, um, you know, the the data you use, you know, how you go about it? Sure. 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 So, so this is actually our fourth year of doing the landscape study with Cinda. And for the last three years, uh, we've been looking at the same 30,000 businesses in 12 countries across Europe, from Sweden and Denmark and UK, Ireland, Italy, Spain, um, uh, France, Germany, obviously. Um, and we cover basically looking at six sectors within them, which is uh, trades and professional services, health, hospitality, fitness, beauty salons, and retail shopping. Um, this year, we did something slightly different. We, we added an additional 30,000 records in a second data set, which had the size of business. And we looked at some of their results compared for less than 10 employees, 10 to 50 employees, and over 50 employees to see how that would impact some of the results uh, in our study. Um, just a quick methodology, we just use the Insights Technology scanning tool um, that scans for website build features, technology, SEO factors, uh, SEA, and social media as well. Um, but it's great that we've been able to track these businesses now over, th over three years um, to see where the changes had, especially when COVID hit earlier. Mm -hmm. So so in this 2022 study, Paul, what what are probably the biggest shifts that you've seen? Well, let me start with one of the biggest is uh, we, we've lost 15% of those businesses since mm -hmm. we started three years ago um, from the original data set. You know, it could be that they changed their URL, um, but most likely they've gone out of business. We, we all know how hard it is to run a small business. And when you throw in a pandemic in the middle of it, uh, it makes it different. So so our data set's been been shrinking. And, you know, theoretically, you would you would believe that the stronger ones would survive, the ones with stronger online presence. Um, can, can, can I just ask a question on that, Paul? So on this 15 percent. Are you seeing it kind of across these different categories, trade, health, fitness, retail, shopping, or or is yeah. it more or less focused in one, one section? No, it, it actually was pretty evenly spread across countries uh -huh. and across sectors as well. Um, I was thinking it would be along the lines of, you know, the salons and the fitness centers that had to close yeah. down. Um, but but it wasn't, you know, others were going out of business as well um, at, a, at a similar rate. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I think I think a lot of that has to do with sort of the financial stability 
of, of the small business and we know some of them work month to month so it's easier for them to go out of business yeah um, okay. sad statistic but uh you know one we have to face up to um but so but, when you yeah, Let me, so when you, so when you do this, Paul, you, you know you you kind of rate them. You before we get into the details, you you, mm-hmm. you kind of had had a distribution rate like a score of a hundred was was pretty good. Okay, um, would be perfect. Okay, um, and you're as in you know, a perfect. But you're seeing you're seeing that you know these uh, SMBs are still scoring um, pretty much below sixty uh, um, across most well, companies. What, what do you what is what what does that tell you? Well, it, it well, there's a couple of things. You're 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 right, Kimberly. The average score back in 2020, um, when we we did this, was 60, and in 2022, we're 65. So there is improvement, but mm-hmm. um, the the idea is is that you would expect these to be scoring much higher. There's a lot of hygiene factors in here, like having an SSL or fixing your titles and descriptions. Um, but for a lot of businesses, it doesn't seem that important. Good enough is good enough, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's the feeling that comes out of the report. I, I Since I'm not talking directly to the business owner, I'm using objective data. It's very hard to understand why it's like that. But when you talk to to sales reps at large agencies who deal with SMBs, the most important thing is is how the website looks, not how it not how it performs in many ways, because they don't understand how it performs. Mm-hmm. If, that, if that makes sense. So um, while I would love to see these scores consistently in the 80s, uh, the reality is that they're only going to get there slowly but surely if, if somebody's doing it for them in many cases, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where somebody like Russ comes in. And Russ, after the break, we're going to talk about how you help these SMBs. So what is what did you see was probably the most positive change, Paul? in all this data that you have, you know, um, are, are they, are they using more e-commerce? Are they updating more? Um, you know, hit on two, you've hit on two of my key points there. E-commerce okay. is now up to 18% of all the ones we studied, um, which is up from 13% uh, last year. And when we talk about e-commerce, we're, we're looking for sort of shopping cart functionality and those type of things. And that most people limit it to just a product in their minds. Most average consumers think, oh, I can buy some clothes. But there's many, many other ways to buy services, to buy um, book appointments, to prepay appointments and things like that. So the the positive on this is that there's more opportunity to transact. And we're seeing, obviously, the retail sector has the highest uh, percentage of of people with e-commerce. But other, other areas are also picking up. Um, which is really a very big positive. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul, Paul, if I, Paul, can we yes. may for a second? I, I think Please. I think given the data set, this, this is pretty striking that companies are are going back and actually updating, kind of reevaluating their online presence to fit this what's going on in the world around them. Mm-hmm. Now I know I know your data shows that you know kind of e-commerce took a jump forward in 2021 and a little bit of a jump backwards into 2022 now but it's still quite a growth over the last you know 3 4 years that, that you've seen right paul uh, that's exactly it, it was 2020 2021 had a bit of a jump back and 2022 led forward again 
but but you're absolutely right. It's it's there's an there is this adapt uh, adapting to the to the situation that they're in now, and there is a sort of growing acceptance of many of these sort of hybrid models and things like that. We'll talk in a little bit about the probably the most interesting find finding we're going to come to a little later on live chat that I want to bring up, um, and how that's changed, but. But in, in important factor here is updating the business. As I said, people like having a pretty picture, but they don't often look at, or a pretty car, but they don't look at the engine. Uh, in the same way that um, businesses are still updating at the same rate across all the data set, which is about 57% uh, of updated it within the half year and somewhere around 35% of updated it in 30 days. Um, What's interesting, though, is if you have more than 10 employees, you're four times more likely to update their website within the past 30 days than those with less employees, which absolutely tells you right away that uh, size does matter in this case. And if I have the employees, I can delegate it down and get these things done. Um, so, so you have the staff to do it is basically what that's what those stats is pretty much saying, aren't they, Paul? It, it is. And it's nice to see. It's nice to see the clarification there because everyone sort of intuitively knows that. But it's, mm -hmm. it's true. Um, mm -hmm. So that poses a question to agencies, you know, with this incremental changes they're doing. It seems that customers are happy with their websites and adding a few things, which means it's great to keep customers. But um, it's harder to earn new customers because they're sort of satisfied, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Okay. So I, I think we're going to take a short break now. When we come back, I want to hear from Russ a little bit. And I want to kind of dive into, you know, some of this, um, this e-commerce uh, a little bit more. And, you know, what SMBs are really, you know, focusing on and, and trying to, to meet the customer halfway. Um, so we're going to take a short break. And for our listeners, we are talking with Russ Jeffrey from Duda and Paul Wood from Insights Technology. And they're presenting the 2022 Landscape Survey, which uh, is a survey of um, small and business, small and medium businesses across Europe and seeing how you know, their online presence has changed over the past couple of years. Now, Ross is the director of product platform and product strategy at Duda. And Duda is a leading web design platform for agencies and web professionals. And Paul is the vice president of sales and marketing for the SaaS technology company Insights. And Insights helps digital agencies sell their digital solutions. Now, if you'd like to learn more about Duda and Insights, you can learn more about Duda on www.duda.co and on Insights under www.insights.com. Now, they're also on Facebook, Duda under Duda, and on Facebook, Insights is under Get Insights. And you can also reach Paul and Russell on LinkedIn. 
and Russ is on Russell Jeffrey on LinkedIn, and Paul is on Paul Wood, Paul N. Wood on LinkedIn. So please reach out to them. Now, this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda, and Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. They hold trainings, conferences, market research. Actually, they're holding their conference right now in uh, Florence. And if you'd like to get some information of what's been going on in that conference, and if you'd like to learn more about the landscape survey, please go to www.cinda.org. And with that, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Everyone deserves the opportunity to have access to the knowledge to make their own choices when it comes to where their money goes. Listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter will give you that access. Investing isn't just for the wealthy. Making More Money for You, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Tune in each week for the Labenthal Report with hosts Dominic Tavella and Michael Hartzman. The Labenthal Report keeps you in tune with market conditions, investment opportunities, and outlooks based on the stories and headlines to keep you in touch with your financial success. Are you picking the right financial path? Find out by listening to The Labenthal Report live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we're talking with Russ Jeffrey from Duda. And Duda is a leading web design platform for agencies and web professionals. And we're talking with Paul Wood, and he's the vice president in sales and marketing for Insights, a SaaS 
technology company that helps digital agencies sell their digital solutions more effectively. And we're talking about the Landscape Survey, which is market research done across Europe to find out how small and medium businesses are doing on their online presence. So, um, guys, before before the break, we kind of, we talked a little bit about e-commerce. I want to come back to that. But we're talking about, like, what was the biggest changes that you saw? And, Paul, you said there was one other change that you wanted to talk about um, that you saw in the market research. Yeah, I, I live chat has gone from 2% of the, of the people in the studies to... Six percent, which might not sound like, you know, a huge number, still a small percentage. But if you think about how people weren't able to go visit stores and they needed to reach out and they needed to to get in touch with the business, this growth in live chat is actually, you know, beyond the norm, um, uh, in my opinion. But when you're looking at what they're using, 51 percent of those identified were using uh, WhatsApp. And only 6% are using Facebook. And I think most people are, think about, you know, Facebook and Messenger and, and perhaps that's more U.S. centric. But Europeans are very strong on WhatsApp. And I thought that was a very, very interesting, uh, interesting finding, particularly in Spain and Italy, which were the, the biggest users of, of live chat on their website. Mm -hmm. uh, that's really interesting. And Russ, I'd like to hear from you on that. Um, you know, when you first said live chat, I, I just got the, ooh, no, because I thought of little bots jumping up, okay? And I hate those, okay? You know, I mean, but what do you, you know, you 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 work with a ton of agencies and web professionals. Um, what are you seeing as live chat being integrated? Yeah, absolutely. Live chat is just any way to instantly get in contact with, with the business, usually over some messaging platform, right? So, uh, I think obviously Paul's study shows that WhatsApp and probably more of a texting you know channel is is by far going to be the most popular. But really, it's it's more about getting in contact and getting immediate feedback from a business. And I think I think broadly what this shows is just it's kind of a change a little bit in consumer behavior of how do they want to get in contact with a the business? They don't really want to pick up a phone. They want to be able to get an answer instantly. Still, the website is is not answering that question. And live chat is kind of the channel to get those questions answered, you know, for for the business. And I think the the growth that Paul's study show or the insight study shows really is is kind of a a larger trend and change in consumer behavior of of great. I, I want to get instant access, but I, I still don't want to compromise, you know, me talking publicly or or being on the on the phone or exposing myself in some way. I think I think it's a pretty interesting change across the board. Mm. And and do you see this because you work internationally? You, you work with with um, agencies and web professionals in the U.S. and in Europe. Um, Paul yeah. mentioned that WhatsApp was quite quite popular in Europe. Um, um, is that more European, or are you seeing Facebook or Messenger more in the U.S.? Definitely in the U.S. is 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 more SMS based or just traditional text, and then mm -hmm. yeah, Facebook Messenger is going to be kind of the next most popular after after SMS. So if you can go through SMS, we do see that quite a bit. And you do see some of the, the leading chat providers in the U.S., they try and pivot it in towards a, a SMS type of conversation versus a, just a WhatsApp conversation. So similar mm -hmm. channel, just, you know, different different technologies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, just, I was just thinking about that because, you know, are you build, you know, I've been on a couple of websites lately and I actually was on a taxi site 
where you you know have a QR code and then you go directly to WhatsApp. Are you seeing those kind of integrations in your web in your websites now? Very very frequently. Um, we we definitely see a lot of you know click to text or click click to WhatsApp you know kind of instantly. Yep. Um, and that's very very common you know across the board. Uh, we also see we also see kind of similar trends to Europe in South America. Duda has a, a decent sized presence in South America right now, and we definitely see a lot of the the WhatsApp driven communication um, being very very strong there as well. And you know obviously very similar to Europe. Mm-hmm. So you said, Russ, that you know this is kind of consumer driven. Okay, um, yep. you know people don't want to talk. So you know <laughs> how have you seen? the consumer expectations. And I'm not just talking about the chat. I'm just talking about when I search for a product or a service, I have different expectations than I had two years ago. How do you see that developing? What do the consumers want? Yeah, I think, I think we're seeing a a big, a big change in this space. What, what you're finding is, is people are, are more and more and more comfortable with having, you know, pure relationships online Mm -hmm. and digitally. And so, any way that I think a, a business can interact digitally with with consumers, that co- consumers are, are willing to have those type of interaction touch points. And you see this in, in the data, obviously, of what Paul's showing, but more broadly, uh, you see the a, a lot of folks kind of growing up and being more comfortable with having all the full relationship driven, you know, digitally uh, across the board. So these are just just some examples of this is I am very willing to text, you know, businesses and, and try and get information. I'm very willing to contact businesses and ask them for, you know, a quote or some type of service that they might offer um, either via email or via text message, you know, some way that is a digital relationship. People are much more willing to transact and pay online than they were in the past. I think this is more mm-hmm. of a fundamental shift of, business is being done digitally and smaller businesses need to think of how am I going to bridge the gap from a digital experience to a physical experience? What are those things that I can do digitally and what can I not do digitally? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a really, that's a really interesting point about, you know, we always, you know, 10, 15 years ago, uh, being online as a small business, you could look like the big guys, you know, mm-hmm. Um, and that was always the thing. And, and I think there are some businesses who are stuck and, and basically said, you know, I look like a big guy with a business card up there. But now they have to start incorporating some more of these technologies in there to actually really they're not changing. Then they had, didn't change their processes. And now they're going to have to change their processes to deliver some of these services, because like, yeah, uh, you know, I hate waiting on the phone when someone calls or when I have mm-hmm. to call in someone. I'd much rather send a WhatsApp message and wait till they get back to me. I don't want to yeah. send, you know, as long as they're giving me a message, if, if that makes sense. Um, but. Yeah, now that makes sense. And I think, you know, I mean, but you brought up a really big, a good point, um, Paul. And I guess that would be a question for, for Russ at, at Duda and both you at Insights. I mean, um, this stuff, it's not that easy. Now you said that the, the, the small businesses with over 10 people are probably getting help. But, I mean, how can companies like do to help them? Because, you know, they're baking breads or selling toys or fixing plumbing or, you know, you know, coloring hair. OK, you know, they're not they're not web experts. Are the tools out there advanced enough that it makes it easy for them today, Russ? Or, you know, how can they 
know how to do all this. There, there's definitely a, a big, a big gap in understanding and you know, kind of accessibility of the technology to you know the the average small business today. There, there's a huge gap, and, and you see this obviously where larger enterprises can hire a developer and bring them on board in house and build the technology and provide you know a great you know end to end consumer experience where a lot of small businesses are kind of stuck stuck in the past and they they don't have a lot of those those capabilities and i think you know duda we we work a lot with agencies and web professionals and we we obviously believe that that intermediary can really be the equalizer across the board having someone who is an expert that can come in and help obviously with marketing but more importantly is is what is your digital experience how can a agency help bridge that uh, digital to physical gap in the way that's best for the consumer and best for the small business. We we see that as agencies being able to ones to, to really solve those problems and come in. I think mm-hmm. just one more small point um, uh, before I, I hand it off here is uh, technology too is is also shifting. You you see a, a large change in kind of the the no code world where you're able to piece together different experiences and different tools that were previously unavailable. And even for agencies, this opens a huge opportunity where they don't need to hire expensive developers. They can have the skill sets themselves to piece these technologies together, to send data back and forth for businesses. Uh, it's, it's a, I think it's a big opportunity for agencies to really be these digital experience consultants uh, to, mm. for small businesses. Well, Ross, I was thinking, you know, I, I was thinking about some things, and, and one of the things that came out in the report that, that jumped out me because of the laws that that are in Europe now is accessibility, okay? So, and, and Paul, you know, Paul, put this in with you also, Russ, you know, accessibility is really important. We have laws coming in that websites have to be accessible, okay? You know, you put, you have a wheelchair ramp and now you have to have accessible, you know, you these websites have to be accessible also. It's kind of almost the same thing. You know, just make sure that everybody can go to them. But many small businesses don't understand that or not aware of it or don't even know how to do that. So, I mean, how do you, how do you, you know, we get this message out to them that, hey, you know, not only could you have more customers if you are accessible, but also you you really need to be accessible today. So, so the the you're you're absolutely right, Kimberly. The legislation's coming in, and they should be compliant. They should be compliant even without the legislation. In most cases, they're failing. You know, there's a standard WCAG. Most people are failing on average three or four of these, which means they're not compliant in that sense. Um, they need to get on this, but it's a—it's not just the technology. It's also the designer that needs to know how to mm-hmm. manage and do all that, because some of the accessibility tests get into le- more subjective, if you will. But for mm-hmm. the fundamentals, uh, I, I know platforms like Duda really help the designers out uh, with effort, and Russ can obviously talk more about that. But but they obviously yeah. help give them those tools. Yeah, Russ, comment on that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think I think across the board, the industry needs to to kind of wake up and and bake this into the process of building and designing web presences and, and any type of digital presence across the board. Uh, and it needs to be in in every part of the process, like Paul was saying. It needs to be in the hands of the designers who uh, implement, you know, the UI. It needs to be in the hands of the developers who are responsible for building sites. It needs to be in the hands of of the platforms like Duda 
that um, you know deliver the ultimate solution. Uh, every step of the funnel kind of needs to step up. We in the U.S. we're actually a little ahead of Europe on the sense, and there is a little more worry about this. And we Duda sees a lot of confusion kind of in the market today around how do I be accessible? How do I solve for this? Me as an agency, am I responsible for this? Is the small business responsible for this? Um, what are the things I can do to optimize my site for accessibility and get there? there there's just a lot of learning, I think, that really needs to come up and uh, be achieved within the space. And I think there's just a gap that uh, is, is really missing across the board. And obviously, the, the insights data just kind of shows that the average small business is definitely missing it. Yeah, they don't they don't understand it. So yeah. we're going to we're going to take another we're going to take another short break when we come back. Um, I want to I want to talk a little bit about, you know, how can we do you know, how can we help them? And I I want to come to talk a little bit about the e-commerce, because even though they've had growth, those numbers still surprise me quite a bit. But we're going to take a break first. And for our listeners, we are talking today with Russ Jeffrey from Duda. And Duda is a leading web design platform for agencies and web professionals. And we're talking with Paul Wood. Um, Russ first is the director of product and platform strategy at Duda. And he leads all product integrations at Duda. And we're also talking with Paul Wood. And Paul Wood is the vice president of sales and marketing for the SaaS technology company Insights, a company that helped digital agencies sell their digital solutions more effectively. Now, if you'd like to learn more about Duda and Insights, you can learn more about Duda on www.duda.co. And Insights is www.insights.com. And that is I-N-S-I-T-E-S, insights.com, duda.co. And they're also all over the social media. On Facebook, under Duda, and Insights is Get Insights on Facebook. Instagram is Build with Duda. And also, Duda also has a YouTube channel, Duda Mobile. And you can reach out to Russ and Paul on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn, it's under Russell Jeffrey. And Paul is under Paul N. Wood on LinkedIn. So please reach out to them. And this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda. And Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. They provide virtual trainings, conferences, do market research. And if you'd like to learn more about Cinda and get access to this white paper on this landscape survey, please go to www.cinda.org for more information. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. The pace of change in the world is increasing exponentially and shows no signs of slowing down. Leadership is evolving and requires more and more innovative leaders to keep up. 
Innovating Leadership, co-creating our future with Maureen Metcalf, features interviews with global business leaders, thought leaders, and academics in a wide range of industries. Proven concepts and tools may be applied to build your organization and deliver sustainable success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Business. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we're talking about online presence of small and medium businesses across Europe and also kind of what's going on in the U.S. And our guests today are Russ Jeffrey from Duda. He is the director of product platform and product strategy and leads the product integrations at Duda. And Duda is a leading web design platform for agencies and web professionals. And our second guest is Paul Wood. And Paul is the vice president of sales and marketing for the SaaS technology company Insights Technologies, a company that helps digital agencies sell digital solutions more effectively. And Duda and Insights, along with Cinda, have done a landscape survey to find out what's going on with uh, small and medium businesses online, online presence. So we've been talking about kind of the results of um, the study that you're doing here in, two, 
2022. And um, one of one of the numbers still surprises me. Okay, we said you know 18% of small and business, small and medium businesses have online presence now. Um, Paul, you might want to remind me there was a jump probably in the pandemic on that number, but it still seems pretty low to me um, as a consumer because we're really in a hybrid situation where people want things online. So first, uh, uh, Paul, about the jump in 2020, and then Russ, um, what's going on here? How come it's not more? How come more don't have e-commerce? So, so when 2020 was actually a bit of a jump from 19 to 20, we ended up at 13%. 2021 was 12%. But in 2022, we're seeing 18% of the sites. Now, um, it seems low, but if we were to dig into the individual sectors, you're going to see things like retail shopping are up around 30-odd percent. Uh, uh-huh. And, and fitness and, and hospitality are going to be up there in, in the in the low 30s, high 20s. But then you've got the laggards, um, you know, professional services and trades and, and even health to some extent, um, where they're, they're lagging behind. Uh, and part of that is because when you're thinking about um, trades, how are they going to have an e-commerce site if you're calling me up about my plumbing? We can't even get them to get a booking system in, in place. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they're still doing it the old-fashioned way. So, so I think in in we're seeing growth in the hospitality, retail, and fitness, um, and some in the health, but professional services and trades haven't haven't figured out how this would benefit them, or in what ways okay. this would benefit them. Uh, okay, so I, I can get that. I can buy into that. Um, but Russ, I still, you know, for me, if you have retail, that number should be like 80, okay, you know, percent. I mean, I mean, if I'm, you know, our consumer behavior is driving online searches, maybe online e-commerce. So what are you seeing? And, and are European numbers different than what you're seeing in the U.S.? I think roughly European numbers match match the U.S., but... I think broadly what you see is just a difficulty in, in getting this set up. Uh, it's it's, a, it's an immense change to your business to support online retail. You have to mm-hmm. think about how am I going to ship things out? How am I going to maintain stock and inventory? How am I going to uh, keep things consistent if I have a sale in, in my store and online? There's just a, a huge hurdle that exists for a lot of these small businesses. And I think re- realistically they – they don't have the resources and they don't have the knowledge to do so, right? Paul's data shows how frequently uh, what small businesses update their website. If they have more people, they're, they're going to go in and update it more frequently. But I, I think that's just representing great. Like how, how, how can small businesses really have a full e-commerce experience if they're really just constrained and barely making it through uh, each and every month? I think there's a huge gap there. Even with tools like Shopify, and uh, WooCommerce and, and what's out there still requires deep experience to be able to set this up and maintain an online presence. So I think for, for the shopping and, you know, kind of the retail category, I think that's the case, you know, hands down. Uh, is, mm-hmm. is people are more focused on the storefront and what the products they're delivering instead of their online presence directly. Right. Yeah, but but even, that. Russ, just, just a quick question. But even like I kind of think of, okay, I – put booking widgets into e-commerce. I, you know, they might not belong there, but that's in my 
little head there. Okay, so but I'm looking at the statistics. I'm booking widgets for you know um, for fitness and and um, and health. Um, you know, uh, you said trade. I get it. You know, it's going to be hard, but there's still it's still pretty low as far as how many people are allowing booking online. You know, I, if I could just sort of reinforce Russ's comment about about the the process change required for small businesses, and I, I think I used once a, an analogy like a, a small souvenir shop here in Estonia is never going to go online. They're mm-hmm. never going to manage the inventory. They're never going to be able to to do it. They rely on foot traffic, um, and there's a lot of single business. Um, nail salons or you know single person nail salons and and hairdressers who would much rather take the call and work a more flexible schedule than be tied into a a booking widget so i think that we can find use cases where people don't benefit from or or don't get a significant benefit from it um from from e-commerce or from something like a booking widget but there are ones who want to grow, who have mm-hmm. enough size and enough scale, who should be doing it. Who, so I, I do agree with you, Kimberly, that I'd like to see the number much higher. Um, but there are a certain percentage that will never really get the full benefits of, of e-commerce or, or a booking widget, for example. Um, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I can get it, but I wish my nail salon would have a booking widget. But <laughs> anyways, okay. my, wife my wife won't book with anyone who doesn't have one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I know. Okay, you know, but something. But you know, moving on the the other the other thing that um, you know, just I want to touch on is Google Core Vitals. Okay, and I'm mm-hmm. going to go to Russ with this because I know that Duda's an expert in this. Okay, and we see that. You know, the SMBs are still not really getting it, okay? Um, where do you think they need the most help when it comes to to, to getting, you know, meeting those uh, core vitals for Google? I, I personally don't think you can expect a small business to optimize for core web vitals. Uh, yeah. Right? I think this is the responsibility of part, part of it's on the platforms. So the WordPresses, mm-hmm. the Dudas, um, you know, the, the tools out there where you're building your website and maintaining them, I think they need to do, you know, a lot of that heavy lifting. Uh, and this is obviously what Duda has done, you know, quite a bit of, and we, we've invested quite a lot there. But so I, I think it's kind of fool, you know, I, I would say, you know, broadly, like, also agencies should be looking at this and they should be making sure that they're following best practices. But I think this really relies a lot on just the technology vendors and the underlying, you know, kind of setup there more than the small businesses getting there. And mm-hmm. it's just a gap right now. The reality is, is most of, you know, the platforms out there are letting their consumers down. They're letting their end customers down by not having that optimized experience and, and a fast experience for websites. And so mm-hmm. I think that's just a gap that needs to be closed. And, you know, you do see it closed slowly, you know, uh, year over year, you see about a 10 to 15 percent improvement across all CMS platforms of their compliance with, you know, passing core web vitals. So you see it slowly, just not just not fast enough. Mm-hmm. And so what can um, Russell stay with you for a minute and then I'll ask Paul the same question. So what what can these agencies do? Okay, we've got all these statistics. We see what's happening. What can what can a technology company such as do to do to help, um, you know, SMBs kind of even move forward? 
even quicker. You know, so we see a difference between this year and next year. Yeah, I, I think this applies to both Core Web Vitals and obviously also the broader kind of technology question that we've been discussing here today is tools like Dudo, we need to we need to just make it as easy as possible to build a, a flexible and you know matching presence. And and what I mean by that is we need to make it possible for the nail salon to have a booking experience and charge their customers and communicate with their customers easily and make that a seamless kind of connected experience. We we need to make it so you can easily set up and maintain an e-commerce store. And mm-hmm. I think there's there's a lot of space to, to go in all of these consumer technology platforms like Duda, like WordPress, like you know Wix and Squarespace and all these others where they, they really need to make it easier, they need to make it more flexible, um, and they need to power a lot of these different experiences or even power fast websites uh, across the board. Um, there, there's just so much to be done there and, and a lot to look forward to. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Paul, same question to you. Okay, you're, you're, you're a little bit different. Your business technology business is a little bit different. What, how, how can you know, professionals in this space help SMBs move forward? You know, I, I, I want to pick up on a, on a phrase that, that Russ used, which was the digital experience rep. Um, I, I think in the next few years and very shortly, agencies are going to struggle to sell products uh, because we, we know that small businesses struggle to implement processes. And when, when Russ was talking about e-commerce, about why there's slower adoption, it's a major change. And I, I think that there's got to be more support it's an opportunity to provide more less more product in a box but also process in a box uh, if that makes sense mm-hmm. so so that they're now able to actually change their way of thinking to utilize these technologies and agencies and, and russ is right that that having a sort of tech stack that you go to the customer with that might include booking widgets or live chat or e-commerce or whatever that's uh, important <laughs> They can do it. Places like Duda are very open and, and talk to other other technologies. But ultimately, to be successful, it's got to get into the business. It's got to be in the lifeblood of the business, not just a product for the business. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. So, I mean, interesting discussion, guys. Um, these these papers are available over Cinda, and um, I'd like to ask one last question here, um, Russ. We're, we're going to, sitting here one year from today, what's the biggest change you would like to see in SMB presence? Oh, that's an interesting question. Paul, <laughs> i ask you the same thing. Okay. So. <laughs> I, for, 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 for me, the, the biggest change is I would like to just see continued growth in more of the kind of what I would call the advanced technologies or the add-on technologies on, on top of it. So I like to continue, continue to see the, the, the growth in live chat, continue to see the growth in booking, continue to see the growth in any type of digital transactions or payments uh, that, that come across. Obviously, continue to see the growth in e-commerce. Those would be the things I would you know look at. So hopefully e-commerce, instead of 18% in this study, hopefully next year it's going to be 23%. You know, I hope it jumps forward and, and, and accelerates moving forward. That's what I would look to. Mm-hmm. And Paul? And, and, and I, I think I want to see exactly the same thing because we, we're, we're sort of plateauing a bit on the hygiene factors. 
Um, and and now we've got to get p- businesses excited and utilizing these these uh, call them add-on technologies, but they're not really add-on, but these right. these more advanced features. Um, and that's what I'd like to see faster growth in those uh, and continued improvement on the hygiene factors. Okay, great. Well, thanks, guys. I mean, this has been really interesting. And for our listeners, we have been talking today with Russ Jeffrey. And he is the director of product platform and product strategy and leads product integrations at Duda. And Duda is the leading web design platform for agencies and web professionals. And if you'd like to learn more about Duda, please go to www.duda.co. And Duda is also on uh, LinkedIn under Duda, on Twitter, Build with Duda, on Instagram, Build with Duda. So please reach out to learn more about Duda. And our other guest has been Paul Wood, and he is the Vice President Sales and Marketing for the SaaS technology company Insights. And their company helps digital agencies sell digital solutions. And you can learn more about Insights on www.insights.com. That's I-N-S-I-T-E-S. And Insights is, of course, on Facebook under Get Insights. And they are also all over the social media as on LinkedIn as Get Insights and on on Twitter also as Get Insights. So if you'd like to reach out to Paul and Russ directly, Russ is on LinkedIn under Russell Jeffrey, and Paul is on LinkedIn under Paul and Wood. So please reach out to them. And this broadcast has been brought to you by Cinda, and Cinda is one of Europe's fastest-growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. They hold virtual trainings, conferences, market research, legislative white papers focused on digital, and this white paper is available through Cinda. So if you'd like to have this white paper, please go to www.cinda.org and send Cinda an email. And with that, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in to us every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time. And if you happen to miss us, don't worry, because we are on every major podcast platform across the web. So thank you again. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Russ. Pleasure. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank you. And uh, listeners, thank you for listening in and listen in again next week. Goodbye. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.